Thanks for listening to this week's Hope at Crossroads. We are glad you're taking the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can connect with us through our website, hopeatcrossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends and let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And now, here's this week's message. Amen. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you that this morning we have already know that we're in your presence because we sense that you're here. We thank you, Lord, for the songs that we've sing, the worship that we've lifted up. For it is all about you. You are worthy. Forgive us that our hearts are prone to wander. To leave this Lord who has the most beautiful name and powerful name, the Holy God. We are prone to wander from you, Lord. Would you forgive us for that? And this morning as we look at your word, I pray that you would, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would draw us once again close to you. That we would experience you and we would be changed by being in your presence today. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. If you've got your Bible, I want to invite you to open up to Acts chapter 2. We're going to be flipping around at a couple places this morning. Uh, If you're new to Crossroads, uh, we uh, want to welcome you this morning. And uh, I want to say thank you to uh, Anna and Nathan for uh, leading us. We are in the midst of uh, experiencing some wonderful special guest worship leaders. And uh, we will be on that search for our next worship pastor uh, in the near future. And so as a church, I would invite you to be praying for that, uh, if you would. Acts chapter 2, we've been talking about this whole idea of worship in light of us looking for a worship uh, person to lead our congregation. What is worship? How do we worship? Who do we worship? Uh, We've talked about the woman at the well who had that encounter with Jesus and the conversation shifted away from talking about her uh, husbands who she had had plenty, if you remember Jesus did not uh, condemn her, but through that conversation, as she changed the conversation about worship, he identified that thing that was most important to her heart, and uh, we kind of continued that study uh, last week talking about worship. Today, we're going to talk about prayer in worship. There are a lot of different elements to worship. I love singing. I love music. I'm so glad we had some extra music this morning because I love Music, you've heard me say before, that's just me. I could go for 50 minutes of music and a five-minute sermon. A little bit more than a five-minute sermon this morning, I promise. Uh, i got to earn my keep, right? But that's just me. I know some of us are the opposite. But uh, one of the elements that's very important, uh, it should be in the life of a church and should be included in uh, our times of worship together is this whole thing about prayer. And if you look at the, uh, the early church in Acts chapter 2, let's just look at it together. It's a lot of things that they did together when they gathered. And we're going to mention a couple of them, but we really want to focus on this idea of prayer this morning. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. We'll pick up there. It says this, So then those who had received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Let me just stop right there. Some of us think... Because we see some things happening in the world and a lot of junk in the world that God is finished working. God is not finished working. 
God is still working. God is still changing lives. There are still, in some countries on the face of the planet, 3,000, more than 3,000 people being saved in those countries every single day. We might just not see it here in the United States of America. It's sad. But God's still working. And there were continually, they were continually, verse 42, devoting themselves, this is the early church of the disciples, to a few things. And here's what the writer of Acts tells us. They were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship. We've talked about that. We're really good at fellowship. We've got that one. We've got that one figured out. As long as we include food, right? We can do that. Fellowship. Food, fun, and fellowship, if we want to get it right. All right. Fellowship. We're good at that. To fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and they had all things in common. They began selling their property and possessions and were sharing with them all as anyone might have need. And day by day, continually with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God. And hearing and having favor with the people. And the Lord was adding to their numbers day by day those that were being saved. This morning I want to talk really briefly with you, share with you briefly about this whole idea of prayer. And, and it's mentioned there in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. Now if you've studied this passage before, or you're a small group or Sunday school leader and you've studied this and taught this, you know that actually the original language says something a little different. It actually says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Plural. So apparently there were some specific types of prayers, some specific praying, some not, not necessarily uh, traditional or ritual, liturgical perhaps. There were some things that they do. They made it, in other words, what he's saying is they made it a habit of making sure prayer was included, specific prayer was included when they came together. It was not haphazard. It was not how we do maybe sometimes for our meal as an afterthought. It was not some of our practice prayers like sometimes we do at church where we just kind of pray the same little thing that we've always prayed. It was some thoughtful, really sincere time of prayer. And ever, Whenever God's work, by the way, is done, there should be a time of prayer. And he says that they did these prayers. And obviously it's something formal, something they didn't just come up with on their own. They made sure that they remembered this. And we often think about prayer as... Uh, Something we do in our personal worship, and that is should be a part of our personal worship and our private worship. But we see here in the scripture that prayer was also a part of our public, of their public worship. And I know sometimes I've asked different people over the years of ministry, hey, would you pray for this? And they, they're kind of shy, well, that's, that's a private thing. Prayer is private, but we see in this passage of scripture, prayer is also public. And we should be doing that together. We should be calling out to God together as well as doing that privately. Prayer was a formal, it was a significant, it was not forgotten, it was a very important element, if you will, of worship. And I thought this morning, as you know me by now, I would do something different and be brave or be stupid will determine at the end of the service which it was. But to give us a time to do what happened in this particular 
passage of Scripture to do what they did in the early church. You know, I'm just one of those guys who's convinced. We've talked a lot even over the last few weeks about revival and about what's happening in different places in the country and around the world, really. I'm convinced that if we were willing to do the things that those people did in the early church and to do some of the things that we see where revival is breaking out, if we were willing to do those things, we too would see the same fruit happen. But sometimes we get in the habit of doing things the way that we do. And nothing necessarily wrong with that. So I thought I'd walk you through this morning uh, four different types of prayer. Now, there are many different types of prayer. But uh, I know you want to eat lunch at some point today. So we're just going to really talk about four of them. And when I was growing up as a young person in the youth group, uh, my discipler gave me this word to help me remember the four that we're going to look at. And you actually, if you go back and you study for a second time, we don't have time to do it this morning, but I'd encourage you to go back and look at the Lord's Prayer because he modeled us how to pray. And you'll see some of these same four things I'm going to mention to you in the Lord's Prayer. And all throughout the Scripture, especially the New Testament, as it really talks about Jesus shows us and teaches us and his disciples how to pray. Here's the first one. The first one is this. starts with the letter A. They spell out the word acts, by the way, and here's the first one. Adoration. What is adoration? In a sense, we have participated this morning in singing in adoration because we have proclaimed to God who he is and we've given him praise for who he is. Adoration is not uh, thanking God. Adoration is not asking God for anything. Adoration is saying, God, you are holy. You are worthy. You are awesome. You are majestic. You are mighty. You are infinite. You are incredible. That's adoration. Where do we get that from? One of the places that we can read about this is, if you remember, King David demonstrated very well how to show adoration to God while giving Solomon the gifts for building the Lord's temple. Here's what he prayed in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. He said, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. There is no rival. There is no equal. Forever and ever you reign. That is adoration. Proclaiming to Jesus who he already is. And the scripture tells us we're supposed to include that in our prayer. Now, I've got to just confess to you this morning. I don't always do that. There's many times my prayers are, dear Lord, help me do this, do this, do this. And I start giving God my list of things that I want him to do. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But one of the biggest things that we should do, and one of the most important, perhaps, things that we should include in our prayers is a prayer of adoration. To worship and to praise God. So this morning, I'd love for us to do that. I'm struggling, you guys, as, as one of your pastors, I'll just be honest. And you know that I am by now. There are so many Sundays, I don't know how Anna and, and Nathan feel, there's so many Sundays that I know that because I'm in charge, so to speak, of half of the service usually with the sermon, that I just feel like it's all about me. It's not about me. It's about us giving attention to Him. It's what it should be about. 
So this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And I've asked somebody to kind of lead us this morning and get us started on that first prayer of adoration. And we don't want political statements. Uh, We don't want opinions. We're simply going to give you the opportunity to come to the mic and to pray a prayer of adoration to the Lord. So Stephen's going to lead us. And we'll just kind of enter into a time of prayer. And if you feel led just to come up and offer a prayer of adoration, then you do that, and then we'll kind of move into the next part of our prayer time together. So come, come lead us in. If you want to pray after Stephen, just start making your way to the microphone this morning. Lord, one of my favorite passages in all of the Bible is in John chapter 13. And in John chapter 13, there's a story accounting where you, Lord Jesus, you wash the feet of the disciples. And the fact that we serve a God who would come down and do that for people who don't deserve it. Nobody deserves it. But the fact that you would do that for us really shows us how worthy you are of our adoration. All throughout the Bible, everything is just... Everything that is shown in your character is just incredible. We see how loving you are, how kind you are, but how just you are, and how you are in control, and you, you're just worthy of our adoration, and there's just not enough that we can say. We could fill up pages and pages of our adoration for you, and it wouldn't be enough to capture how much you were worthy of it. I thank you, Lord, that you're that kind of God, that we can sit here and we can come and give you that adoration because you came down and you loved us first. And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Lord. Father God, I just thank you for your mercy, and I pray that your mercy will cause me to strive to be holy. Heavenly Father, we just come today in awe of who you are. And Lord, we praise you that you are the beginning and you are the end. And Father, everything that we have to offer you, you are worthy of it all, as the song says. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. For you're truly worthy of it all. Amen. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. And by your will they were created and have their being. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we come before your holy presence in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I said, thank you for your presence. Thank you for loving us so much, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for opening heaven and let heaven come down and be with us. Precious Savior, thank you for your love. Lord Jesus, we are sinners saved by grace. We have nothing in ourselves without you. We are nothing. Lord Jesus, I confess and I lie not that I'm a sinner saved by grace. And Lord, I thank you for your love. Oh, your wonderful love for all of us, Lord Jesus. Wonderful Savior, if we could just see how you come with open arms and say, come unto me. This altar should be full with people because the Lord is calling you. He's calling you by name. Come, come. He loves you. He loves you, my friends, my sisters and brothers. Lord Jesus, I thank you for... Mrs. Rice, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember the first name, but when she just lifted her hands and started worshiping the presence, your presence just came down so heavy, Lord Jesus. Wonderful Savior, it's attainable for all. He calls you by name and he says, come, my children, I love you. I love you. Come and sup with me. Come. Come, Lord Jesus, that's what the altar is for. Thank you for your presence, Lord Jesus. Thank you for a pastor who's willing to just be open unto you, Lord Jesus, and and allow you to have your way. Uh, we worship you, Lord Jesus. I worship you and I adore you, and I I ask that your presence will just become heavier and heavier, Lord Jesus, may, because your will will be done. Your will will be done. And we just worship you and adore you and love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 So adoration is focusing our attention on Jesus. For who he is, for his character, for his attributes, for who he is. Second, The second one uh, Acts is the word, by the way, that you, if you're following along with your bulletin there on the back. Acts, A-C-T-S. The second one is C, which is confession. Uh, and though we have an open mic, I know already you're thinking, uh-oh. No, we should. It's biblical. Uh, but as the chief sinner among us, I will pray the prayer of confession. And the prayer of confession is not all the time about our own Personal sins, though that is a, a prayer that we can pray, and the Bible promises us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But many times in the early church, and of course you will remember in the Old Testament days, the priests and the kings went before God in, in, uh, before the people to represent the people. 
And oftentimes would pray on their behalf for their sins and for the sins of their nation or their country. And if there's ever a time that we as believers, I believe, need to plead on Almighty God and ask for His forgiveness for where we have fallen as a country, it is right now. Because our country has fallen far away from the Lord. So this morning, as you think about that, David the psalmist says it this way, Psalm 32. He says, Lord, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So let's pray. Father, I pray right now for myself. Lord, my righteousness is as filthy rags before you. I think about the prophet Isaiah as he stood in the temple. He said, woe to me, a sinner. I am unclean and undone when he was before the presence of the Lord. Lord, I feel that way. Maybe many of my friends in this place today feel that way. Lord, I confess my sins to you. Lord, I plead on the behalf of our church family and on behalf of our country, Lord, that we, I just confess to you, we have fallen away from you. You tell us. That if we, your people, would humble ourselves and pray and seek you and turn from our wicked ways and confess our sin, Lord, you tell us that you would listen. Your ear would be turned to us and you would listen and you would hear and you would heal our land. And so I pray, Lord, right now. Lord, would you forgive us? Would you forgive me? Would you forgive our church? If there are places... Where we have failed to follow you. Places that we failed to trust you. Places where we have failed to give to you what rightfully already belongs to you. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name, would you please forgive us. We want to be in right relationship with you personally, privately, corporately as a church. We want to be in right relationship with you so that nothing would hinder your Holy Spirit from working. So we confess to you, Lord, our need for you right now. Hear the prayer of your people. Right there in your seat this morning, church family, I just want to give you a few seconds. I know it would be a little bit intimidating, maybe scary to come to the mic and confess your sins. They did that in the early church, maybe not a microphone, but maybe right there in your seat, you just need to ask the Lord to forgive you. Maybe today you've found yourself in this place and you've never asked the Lord Jesus to forgive you and to cleanse you of all your sins and to wash those sins as far as the east to the west. He paid the price. All you've got to do is confess to Him and the price has already been paid. Father, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The next one in our list this morning, ACTS, the next one is Thanksgiving. That's one we're actually pretty good about most of the time until we forget that God has done something for us because we move on to the next thing on our list. Oh, if I uh, had the time this morning, there are so many things I could thank God for. Many of you in this room I know feel the same way. Maybe you've been cured from a disease that you thought the doctors told you was going to take your life. Maybe you thought financial ruin was in your path, but all of a sudden God stepped in and said, no, 
I got, I got this covered. Whatever it is, there's many, many things we could thank God for. David said it this way in Psalm 107. He said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and the south. Give thanks to the Lord. How about you? Do you have something to be thankful for this morning? If you do, that microphone is there for you. You feel free to come up and just offer up a prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord today. Thank Him for what He's done for you. Lord, thank You for allowing us to gather in Your presence today, God. Lord, thank You for the worship that's taking place right now in this room, Lord, in this building, Lord. I believe that you do everything by design, God. And with that being said, I thank you for every person that's here this morning, Lord. I thank you for moving in every heart that's just open to having you move, Lord. I thank you that you've selected us to gather here today, Lord, as as your church, God. And I thank you that we're able to praise you and worship you, Lord. I thank you for the children that aren't in this room but are in this building, Lord, that are still being able to feel your presence and the folks that are laying the foundation for them to be able to worship as well, Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing us to be here. And thank you for all that you do for us. Anybody else have a prayer of thanksgiving this morning? I thank the Lord for this church. I thank the Lord for every one of you. I don't know all of you personally, but I love you. I love you very much, and the Lord loves you so much. And you know what? I thank the people that started this church. Because when they started the church, they had such a love for the Lord that they they made a covenant with the Lord. And they prayed and they fasted. They prayed and they fasted for every one of you that's here. You're not here by accident. There has been there are prayers in heaven. The cloud of witnesses, it's real. Believe me, it's real. Your loved ones. And they they pray over each one of you. They love each one of you. Like I said, you're not here by accident. You're here by design. You're here because God has chosen you. And the cloud of witnesses that's in heaven, they're praying for you. They love you. You know what? We're not ashamed when we go to the bowl games to shout and everything. It would be so wonderful to see every one of you to come and just say, just say thank you. You don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. Just say thank you. 
but I love you, church family. I love you all very much. I may not know you all by name. I may not recognize you if I go shopping and I'll see you and I may not recognize you, but just know this. Know that I love you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I too thank you so much for this church. Through my years of wandering and being in the desert, Lord, this was my oasis. And I thank you for what you're doing here. And I am so excited to see the direction that you date this church body, your church, Lord. I just pray that we'll all know and we'll remember that this church is made up of sinners like me that need you and we're a hospital here we're a place here for people to come and seek your healing Lord and I praise you so much for that thank you Jesus thank you for coming for pulling me back to you and for never closing that door Lord for during this time as my family and I struggle with my knee surgery I thank all y'all who have prayed for me and how much I felt the Lord during this process I just I'm thankful for my my in-laws the Lord that you blessed me with who've been helpful my parents and all the prayers that y'all have given me I have felt at ease and at peace even during the hard times and I just pray thanksgiving all of all you in Jesus name amen Dear Lord, I come here this morning to say thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving this church. And dear Lord, I just pray that you'll continue to help each and every one of us to look to you and to pray as you tell us to pray continuously and to be thankful for all that we have. Lord, I thank you for your love, but most of all, I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross for my sins. And it's so wonderful, Jesus, to know that you help me and you hear my prayers. And I can say, help me, Jesus, help me. And you always answer and you're always there. We each have so much to be thankful for. But I'm so thankful for what you do for me and the life that you've given me to live. Continue, dear Jesus, to bless this church, bless Pastor Jack, and help us to grow, to worship. And I thank you that we have this opportunity as we build to reach out to this community. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for not letting Satan win any battles in the many transitions that this church has had. You were here through them all. You will continue to be here through them all. Help each one of us, me especially, to not let outside voices, to not let 
the evil one sway us from what is most important, and that is you, God. Lord, I'm so grateful for the outreaching of the members of this church. Um, as some of you may know, I had a stroke in the end of January, but I stand before you almost completely whole <laughs> through the prayers, and I felt them, and I, and I just, I knew they were there. Um, and if it hadn't been for those of you who have reached out to me and made sure that everything was accessible for me, um, and I am so, so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for all of the love that is in this room for the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you again. Oh, Lord, I just thank you for all that you've done for us. You give us more than we ever deserved. Thank you for this place of worship, that we can worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you for our leaders that are just bringing us closer to you. And we pray that we continue to, to seek your face and call upon your name and worship you. And that we would th be thankful for our families and what they mean to us too and how you're working in all of our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you for many, many years ago as a young man. I fell down on my knees at an old-fashioned altar. And you forgave me for a lifetime of sin. I can't praise you enough for that, Lord. And I've gone through a lot of tragedy in my life. I've lost a lot of loved ones. But my loss was your gain. Because they knew you as their personal savior. But I took it personally. And I asked forgiveness of it. And you, and you forgave me. You took the pain away. You took the guilt away from what I, things that I'd done. And Lord, I know I fell away from you, got back out into the world, rebellion in every way. But coming by this church, passing by on the road, I felt your spirit drawing me. And I thank you, Lord, that your spirit was there to draw me and that you never left me, you never forsake me. But, Lord, you brought me, brought me back to the household of God. And right here in this altar behind me, I come in one Sunday morning. I knelt down at that altar. A young man named Mark was there to pray with me. And I laid it all down on that altar. And I just can't praise you enough, Lord, for what you did for me that very day. And during that time, I'd had a stroke and was out of work. And I didn't think I'd ever see the inside of the plant that I was working at again. Oh, mighty God, you healed me. 
you healed me, you touched me that day, and within a week I was back at work. God, I just got so much to praise you for and for the family that you've given me now and, and the goodness that I've found and the love of this church and family. In Jesus' name. Thank you. And the S is the last one, Acts, A-C-T-S, the last one, supplication. If you have kids, nieces, nephews, your parent, grandparent, kid influencer, you probably remember the stories. I remember them well of uh, going to my dad and even my own kids often running to me, Dad, can I have this? Can you help me with this? Can you do that? That was the majority of their requests when they would come before their earthly father. And the majority of my requests when I would go to my earthly father. Rarely was it, oh, dad, you are wonderful, you are awesome. There was a lot of confession, though, I got to tell you that. There was a lot of confession to my earthly dad. A little bit of thanks, but the majority of the time it was, will you do this, will you do that? What's great about our heavenly father is... Doesn't bother him either. Matter of fact, Paul tells us throughout many of his letters, in particular, I think about what he says in Philippians chapter 4 don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplications, the big churchy word, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we can bring our request to him this morning. And as we finish our time together, Sonny's going to come pray that prayer of supplication for us. But I just wonder this morning, and I'm standing up here, but I'm standing with you. Maybe you have a special need or request to the Lord. And if you do this morning, would you just stand up? Say, Lord, I have a special request. I have a need. Maybe only God knows about it. Really, only two or three people have a need of the Lord. You guys should be up here preaching and I should be sitting down there because I got tons of needs. I got tons of needs. Tons of things where I need to run to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, I need you to touch my, my uh, mom's body. Lord, I need you to touch people in this congregation. Lord, I need you to bring revival. I got tons of lists of things that I would love for the Lord to do. And he's not a genie in a bottle, by the way. But he's a heavenly father who loves you and I with an everlasting love. So much so that we can cast our every care upon him because he cares for you. So if you're near somebody, a lot of us standing that has a need. If you just want to reach out and place your hand on them. Nothing magical about it. It's just basically encouragement to support them. To let them know as a brother or sister in Christ you, you're praying for them. And as Sonny leads us, maybe you would just quietly in your heart offer a prayer from the Lord as well to touch the needs that are represented in our congregation today. Lord, I don't ever want to come to you for a need without first doing what the steps that the, we've heard preached today to tell you how much I adore you, to just shout out all the blessings you've given us and confess how a sinner I am Saved by grace, Lord. Lord, and I thank you for the life you've given me, things that I've done, things that have happened in my life. I look back on them now, and I can kind of see 
how you had it all mapped out, but us trying to be impatient and not trying to wait for you, Lord, and wait for your lead, we can get aggravated and we can take it personally. But Lord, you also tell us that we can come to you and ask for anything. And Lord, we all do have nephews and nieces and cousins and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and children and grandchildren and friends and co-workers and spouses. Lord, we all have needs in our life. And Lord, this church has needs. Our staff, they're shorthanded. We've got to be patient here, Lord, with everything that we've got going on with the building. We want this building and we want it to be paid for, but we want it now. But Lord, we've got to make sacrifices and we've got to park on muddy roads sometime. We may have to walk a little bit extra. We may have to do things we don't really want to do, Lord, but just give us the patience and give us the wisdom and give us the knowledge and understanding, Lord, to be patient here, but be patient in our own lives and just help lift people up in spirit and in words and in prayer anytime we can, whether it's a nephew or niece that needs has gone wayward, whether it's a son or daughter who's not doing what you we would have them to do whether it's a relationship that's been broken whether it's healing that we need lord we can lift all these things up and i know you can do it in your own time and you will lord but help us to be patient and lord help us be persistent and lord in your model prayer that you gave us it says give us our daily bread lord i'm not asking you for tomorrow's health i'm asking you for tomorrow's wisdom but i'm asking you today lord for today's health and today's wisdom and today's understanding and lord i know that tomorrow when i get up and start again i'll put on the righteous the suit of armor again daily it's a daily thing and then tomorrow i'll ask again to give me my daily bread and my daily portion so be with each of us lord and help us be reminded that Praying one time is not what you call us to do, but to be prayed uh, constantly, Lord. Uh, and we, Lord, we do know that a fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So thank you, Lord, in advance for all you're going to do. And we give you the honor and glory and praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sonny. You can have a seat for just a moment. In just a second, we're going to stand and we're going to have a song of invitation. And our worship team is going to kind of prepare for that. And as they do, uh, maybe this morning you're wondering about this prayer, who we're praying to. We're praying to the God of the universe who's listening. And he wants to have a relationship with you. Maybe you find yourself here today and you don't know Jesus' love for you to ask him to come into your heart and have that daily conversation that Sonny was talking about. You can do that today. Or maybe there's some other decision that you need to make as we sing our uh, closing song this morning, our invitation hymn. If you have a need, the altar's open. If you want to pray, I'm going to ask our teaching pastor, student pastor Heath, to come join me. Would you stand with me? Whatever the need is that you have this morning, if you want to share that with somebody or you need Jesus, I'd love to share you how to have that relationship with him today. Let's sing together.
We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. In addition, we want to invite you to check out some of the great items at our website that will help you, or you can give as a gift to a friend. Devotionals and other resources are all available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you will tune in again next week.